everyone. It is Marilyn Delory and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? Today's episode, I am going to be sharing with you some stories, tidbits, tidbits, techniques, tools, all of the above, and some transparencies, some shifts. A lot is going on and I'm, I'm trusting, I'm not going to say I'm hoping, I'm trusting that what I have to share with you is going to be beneficial for whenever you're listening to this because uh, it's universal. It's something we all go through or choose not to go through. And it's something that I'm really enticing you to go through. So in, what's going on with me is, as many of you know, I'm recording this in May of 2022. Um, and I decided back in fall of 2021 that I was ready to 10X my life and change and shift my life. And I've been talking about this for quite some time. And like anything in life, when you make a decision to do something big, like think about a big goal you wanted to do and you did it, you don't really know what's going to be coming down the pike when you do it. You just know that you're committed to it and you're going to do everything you can to see that goal through. So when I made the decision to 10X my life, and uh, some people may be really sick of that title, but it works for me, I... All I knew is that were different areas that I wanted to shift and change and that I was going to fully commit to it, fully commit to myself more than anything, stay focused on the journey and use some new techniques and tools in order to just live this whole other level of my living. I got really tired of looking at certain things in my life that I'd been wanting to do, desiring to do and not doing them or doing them, starting them and not finishing them. And that really started to disturb me a bit. And I also was looking at certain areas of my life like, hey, why isn't this shifting? Why isn't this changing? And I had to have a really deep conversation with myself about why those things weren't happening. And they have to be honest conversations. It's not like, oh, the world hasn't brought it yet, or this hasn't happened or that. It was like, okay, well, what do I need to do? What, what am, where am I afraid? Why aren't I stepping out more? How can I step out more? You know, it was all those kinds of conversations with myself. And I'm going to jump around a little bit and I'm going to do my best not to, um, I'm going to try to make it as succinct as possible, which usually I can do at the end. I'll summarize it, but we all know, man, I can go off on tangents. So um, I will do my best not to do that, but I'm just going to let them take me on this journey because they started me on this journey. And this is how it works for me when I'm in like full on synchronicity. I will go into a meditation, a channel session with my guides. I'll put on my recorder because I record it. I don't write it. I record everything. And I'll start telling them about what's going on in my life. Obviously, they friggin' know what's going on in my life, but I like to speak it out loud. I also like to have an audio journal of it. And as I'm talking it out loud to them, I'll be like, holy moly. And then this happened and holy moly, that happened. Of course, I don't say holy moly. I don't know what I say actually, because I don't curse when I talk to my guides. It's very interesting. I don't know why. Maybe it's not a high vibrational thing. Maybe there's the tangent. Anyway, so I'll be like, holy moly. And then this happened and then that happened and this happened. And then I'll start seeing like all these synchronicities while I'm in the channel sessions and it just starts blowing my mind and then more information comes through. So this morning when I was walking, I was, no, it was last night. Last night when I was walking, I was thinking about a friend of mine who's been going through a lot of struggles. And I was like, why is this person still having these struggles for so long? Like, what is it that they're doing that is continuing the path of struggle? Now, I do believe that things happen to people. I really do. And I feel like there are a lot of difficulties that things happen. So I don't deny that for anyone. Um, but for this particular person, I was like, hmm, 
there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of angst, there's a lot of, you know, self choices being made that I think can change. Do, do I feel like they're going through something? Totally. I do feel like there's something happening, but I also feel like they're adding to the pot. And after all these years, and I'm talking years, man, where is the consciousness, the realization like, oh, I better make better choices or I have to do this or I have to do that. And it's not my place to say anything because I'm not being asked. If I'm being asked, yes, I'll say something. If I'm not being asked, I'm not going to say anything. So I was thinking about it as I was walking and I, not in a judgment type of way, just like it's more of a frustration of watching someone go through something over and over and over again. Literally, I could just turn on a recorder, record that person once and then just replay it for the past like 20 years. So I was thinking about that and I was like, okay, so where in my own life do I do that? And I was thinking about a specific area in my own life where the needle hasn't really moved forward. And I'm like, hmm, okay, so what do I need to do? Why hasn't the needle moved forward? Part of it is I'm really kind of comfortable and happy with myself. The other part of it is there's fear of stepping out. There's, I don't really wanna waste my time. So if it shows up, great. There's all these different things that go, that, that go on. So I just was like, you know what? Just be honest with yourself. So it starts there, okay? So I came home and uh, I was watching this show and I don't know if you'll like it, but I love it, absolutely love it. And it's called Somebody Somewhere, right? And I, I the way I do streaming services, if I have a ton of streaming services happening at once, it's way too overwhelming for me. I'm like, what do I watch? Do I watch Netflix or watch HBO? Do I watch Apple? Should I watch Hulu? I don't have cable because I don't like cable. So I, I decided not to do that anymore. So what I do is I turn on a streaming service, I watch it for a month, and then I turn it off and I go to another one because otherwise I get too overwhelmed. It's too many things, too much candy in the candy store, and I can't figure out what to friggin' watch. So I'll sit there on an hour one night and be like, okay, what am I going to watch? Anyway, so I was watching uh, Somebody Somewhere. And it was on HBO Max because I went back on to HBO Max and I friggin' love the show. And I would definitely say, check it out if you like Shit's Creek. It was really good. And it really, it was one of those things. I go to bed early. Like I get ready for bed at like 8.30 at night. I walk the dogs the last walk and then I get into bed and I'm asleep. If I'm up past 10, that's like a miracle. You know, I'm usually not up. But last night I couldn't stop watching this TV show. And it's a, there's a reason for it. And I wasn't really sure what was going on, but I was talking to my cat who was sitting next to me. And I'm like, there's a huge shift going on here, dude. And he's like reaching out his paw and touching me. And he's like, yeah, it is. And I could just feel it. Like I feel this huge friggin' shift happening in my life. And so I'm going to take you a little bit on my merry-go-round of synchronicity. And I feel like what I share with you is going to help you. So before this happened, I have been extremely focused, extremely. I'm talking like motherfucker focused. And part of my focuses in May have been to fully clean out my house, you know, organize everything. I am not a clutter person. I don't like clutter, but you, we all know drawers and closets, they can get cluttered after a while. You just shove shit in it because you're in a rush. And I was like, that's it in May. I am completely clearing it out. I'm completely cleaning it out. I don't know why spirit wants me to do it, but I have to do it. So I've been doing that. And then the other thing I've been doing is super focused on my business because right now we have membership for your soul and we have next level living and next level living is part of soul finder. Soul finder Academy is part of next level living. Although Soul Finder Academy, you can purchase on its own. 
but I'm figuring all this stuff out. So I'm writing my own product page. I'm getting into copywriting. I'm just exploring all these different areas. Usually I would hire people to do that, but I was like, I want to do it myself. I just want to dive into this. So I've been doing that. And then I've been playing tennis, but I really kind of even, usually I could play tennis like six, seven times a week. And I'm like, "Mm, nope, four or five, that's it. You know, I really need to focus because I just know May I have to do this. So yesterday I was on the court yesterday morning, great little tennis game. Um, then I came home. I, I don't need to get it. And then I was looking at flights to New York, friggin' expensive because of the fuel and everything. I can't believe how much flights have gone up. Um, and I won't fly coach to New York. I just fucking refuse because I just cannot stand having people on top of me like that. So anyway, I'm doing that. There's, I swear I'm going somewhere with all this story. And then I finished doing the upstairs part of my house. Most of my house is done. I have one room left, which is my office, which I'm doing on Saturday. And it feels so good. Like I literally open up drawers and I go, ah, and I sing like angels are singing. I will walk around my house. I kid you not open up a closet door and be like, ah, and I just feel like lights pouring out and the angels are singing and something big is happening. So I did that yesterday and it felt really great. And then I, you know, took the dogs out, did my thing. And then I ended up watching the show. And like I said, there's a reason for everything. And then I started reading about the actress, Bridget Everett, because when I find a show I really like, I'm extremely curious as to how the part, how the show got created, who created the show. Is it based on real life? What's going on? And it is based on her life. And apparently she's a, this, I loosely know this. So if you know more about her, God bless you. Cause I don't, I just discovered this last night. So I really like her and I looked her up and I was like, oh, she was a cabaret singer. She does cabaret show at Joe's pub in New York. And then I started watching some of her act and it wasn't a rabbit hole because it was inspiring the crap out of me. And then I listened to her talk to Jimmy Kimmel and she was talking about, he was like, oh, you were number one on the call sheet. And she was like, oh, dude, she didn't say that. She's like, check this out. And she had a number one on her neck. And she's like, when I was number one on the call sheet, I got that. I went onto Etsy and I bought this necklace to remind myself that my dream came true. That like LL Cool J said, dreams don't have a deadline, but I couldn't hear it. I was like, dreams don't. And it was too, I just, I kept playing it back, kept playing it back. I'm like, what did she say? What did she say? What did she say? And then I even slowed it down and it was like, I still couldn't hear what she said. And I was like, I know that's important. I just know that's important. So I went on her Instagram then because I was like, I really like this woman. I like what she's doing. Uh, she was, she's 50 years old. I'm like, I, I want to just check her out. And I'm going through her Instagram then. And then there's LL Cool J, totally cool. And he's like congratulating her, doing a video for her. And he's like, it's so cool that you heard me say dreams don't have a deadline. And you, you follow that quote now. Now I'm butchering the heck out of this, but I think it's really good for all of you to hear this. So I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. And, and I've been getting ready to create. So what have I been doing? I have been clearing out my house because how many of you do this where you're like sitting at your desk and you're like, I really got it. This desk is a mess or look at the clutter over here. Or you're like, I can't go out to that party or I can't go on that date yet until that closet is done. Do you ever do that? If you do that, stop fucking doing it right now and go clean the closet because we put distractions in our place. And there's more that's going on with clutter. And I see this happening in my community because I see certain spiritual people 
um, struggle with clutter. I'll be on Zoom calls with certain people and it's not current people if you're listening to me because you're not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about in the past. And I will be like on a call with them and I'll be like, holy fuck, what the heck is going on behind them? I remember one woman I was mentoring years ago and um, she was complaining about everybody else. And I didn't know enough about her and I wasn't getting any psychic sense. And she felt like she had a really good energy. And I was like, okay, well, let, let me see what you're dealing with in the house. And when she sent me a video, I was like, oh my goodness, how the fuck are you living like that? So I share this with all of you because I noticed that spiritual people may do this. Maybe you're not, maybe they're just, I don't know, messy people. My father was like fucking Oscar Madison. I'm going to curse a lot on this one because, you know, I was channeling early and I couldn't curse with them. So I'm going to curse with you. Anyway, so... I would say stop that right now. Make time in your schedule to clear out the clutter because this is what happens. So I put periods of time aside. Nobody, I won't talk to anybody. I won't change anything. Matter of fact, this week, I have this week cleared for a reason. And somebody's invited me to a really cool networking opportunity. And I said, no, I'm sorry, I can't because I'm very committed to what I'm doing. So the clutter is cleared out, right? Except for my office. I feel space. I feel freedom. I feel things dropping in. I feel my whole being shifting. Now, maybe it has nothing to do with the clutter, or maybe it has everything to do with the clutter, or maybe it has to do with the clutter, all the meditation I've been doing, that I've been writing that freaking Peloton every single day, pretty much, that I have two tennis coaches. Yes, it's amazing that I have that. I have it. I built my life. It is incredible that I have uh, a nice group of people here. I was thinking about like, because um, I'm thinking I don't want to live hillside anymore, right? I don't like all the stairs. And I'm like, all right, I would move to flat land and but I, ha and so I'm looking at different places, like, you know, in the middle of the country, I'm not looking everywhere. Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. You think I'd know, but I don't know because they have me on a little quest. And I'm like, I have to be in nature. Cause I was like, do I rent this house, rent another house somewhere else that's flat land. And I'm like, I have to be in the trees. I have to be by nature. I'm in so many trails, right? So maybe it's all of the above that has gotten me to where I am today. I don't know. And I still haven't fi finished sharing the whole story. But all I know is that I am committed and I am focused and nothing's getting in my way. Nothing. And it doesn't mean, well, dreams have no deadlines, right? Hello, cool, Jay. Thank you, buddy. So does it mean like it has to show up exactly how I want it to show up? But all I know is I'm engaged. I'm not waiting for the universe to show up and be like, hey, dude, I'm coming over, you know? I'm not waiting for the universe to, I open up the door and everything's presented at my doorstep. I am engaged. So I noticed with this clutter cleared up that there's all this space inside of me. And I realized I knew and I know that spirit's getting me ready for something else. I just can feel it. So after watching the show last night, I was like, I'm so getting ready to jump into the next podcast, which I'm committed to, um, putting out in October scares the F out of me because it's a big undertaking. I'm redesigning my office so that um, I can tell my desk needs to move and things like that. I'm also clearing up all the clutter because I have no excuses. Oh, the closet or oh, this has to be done. That has to be done. It feels so good. And I'm organizing my day. So how I organize my day, because somebody was asking, like, how do you spend time writing? I have everything in a calendar, my Google calendar, any appointments. I only have appointments pretty much two days a week that I allow myself to take meetings now. I cleared three days of my week out for content creation, writing, showing up on uh, uh, Facebook or Instagram if I want to, things like that. So I've created this life. If, if this is exciting to you, I'm telling you, it's pretty freaking great. Do it. So um, 
that's why when people come down the pike and they're like, hey, can we do this or can we do that? I look at my calendar and I'm like, uh, no. Now with the book, I had to make a lot of room for my book, a lot of room. It's coming out June 28th, by the way. Please run to your, well, I'll let you know when it's available, but uh, it's called Guides and you're going to love it because the whole, the whole book is amazing and there's amazing stories from other authors in there. And the last section is all experiential and you're going to meet a guide and go through whole experiences. So it's a really great book. But anyway, so I've learned how to clear out my calendar. So now I'm getting ready for bigger projects. And I love writing story and I've written scripts before and there's things that I, there's stories I want to tell. I've performed monologues, my own monologues that I've written. It's just in me. I love it. And I feel like I'm getting ready to do more and more of this. So when I watched this woman last night, Bridget Everett, and I heard her story and her her love and her authenticity and just her happiness and her down to earth energy. And she's like all like, first of all, she's freaking, I just love how she presents herself. Let's just, she's, she's blonde and six foot tall and just shows herself the way she is. She shows up and I, I'm like, I love it. I freaking love it. So I'm like, wow, this is spirit is pushing me towards the stories I've been wanting to tell the, the, the really the stories from my childhood. I recently was watching the offer, which is on Paramount. I was doing that for a little bit and it's about how the Godfather got made. And it's, um, I think it was 1973. So it's the Gambinos, the Columbos, the Insatias. By the way, guys, I went to school with all of them, not the Columbos. I don't think they were in my school, but all of the mafia princesses. It, I was a cop's daughter and going to school with the mafia princess. I'm going somewhere with all of this. I promise you it's going to summarize in the end. I remember, so I went to a really strict Catholic school, like walls around uh, 20 feet high, 25 feet high. It was a two blocks, um, it had a pond, had a tennis court. And I went to the school. My mother called when I was born to get me on the list to get in there. And I'm a cop's daughter, divorced parents. It's the friggin' early 70s. Yeah, exactly at the time The Godfather was being made. And I remember sitting out in the swing, swinging in the, um, in the playground. The playground, they were massive. They were gorgeous. I'm in the playground. And, you know, the nuns got the golden bells. They were ringing bells then. It wasn't like any bell. You know, that's how we, they called us in. And the nuns are walking around and they're cloistered nuns, by the way. And I remember somebody telling me that the girl over there sitting there was a Gambino and what the Gambinos meant. I didn't know what it meant. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness. And I was like scared. And of course they were the sweetest girls around. They were so, so nice. Um, so this is nothing against any of that, but I grew up with them. They grew up in my neighborhood. They were, they lived in Bay Ridge where I grew up. And it was something I grew up with. So here I am watching the offer and it's very like from that time period of my life. So I relate to it so much. I'm Italian, I'm Sicilian. I relate to all of that. I grew up with these people. I wrote a script once called Girl Out of Brooklyn, all about the Italians and the Irish growing up in this time period. And it's just, so this is like the synchronicity. You're going to see it now. So I'm actually doing it real time with you. So that started. And then I was just focused on, I'm focused on my business and people are starting to come from different places. Like people who have a business are starting to come to me and come to my work because I get them in touch with their genius. And I did a call with um, these amazing people. I did it for a friend of mine. And I did a bonus call. I do this genius work where I get people in touch with their actual calling. And 
they all had an experience. I wasn't expecting this because I kind of show up at these. I've done the genius work before for my community. I haven't done it outside my community. And I just showed up like, I just show up and I let spirit work through me. I don't prepare. I just know that it's going to be about genius. It's going to get you in touch with genius spirit. It's going to take me in it. So I was talking to them, getting to know them a bit. And then I dove in with them and we started doing the exercise and that spirit takes me on a guided meditation, which I take them on. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to relate to this guided meditation. Like I don't freaking know them. They're business people. Every, I, I feel I can confidently say, cause I heard the feedback that every single one of them, and I saw it too, when they were talking and, and one woman's crying, she's like, why am I crying? I'm like, cause you with your truth, they had breakthroughs, right? These amazing breakthroughs. And this is my, the power of my work. It's really what I love to do. I love getting people into their soul for a lack of a better word, or that is the word that I love to use soul to own it, to anchor into it and then to live it. And then using your gifts, your techniques, your using my techniques and tools to use your gifts to live your soul, to live it. <clears throat> so I did that call. It's all, all together, right? It's all happening around the same time. And um, somebody reached out to me and was like, you know, asking me about my classes and stuff. I didn't pitch anything. I didn't sell anything. Matter of fact, the person said, what do you want me to share? I was like, nothing. Share my podcast if you want. I, I, I wasn't on your call for anything but to help. So that person reached out and then somebody else who I met years ago and I got in touch with this person via um, Facebook and they didn't even remember me. And they who are more like, and he apparently you think he listens to my podcast, they're more like a um, atheist, which I actually feel like there's a lot of freedom in atheist people. I don't have anything against it. That might have like appalled you, but think about it. If you don't believe in God, you're not living by any set belief systems. You're really making up your own. But isn't that what we're all doing? Like we're all figuring out our belief systems, right? I might've just offended a couple of religious people, but sorry about that. But think about the religions were written. You know, what was the Bible written? Who wrote the Bible? I know that's a big friggin' debate that we're not gonna get into on this podcast and I'm still researching it myself. So anyway, he contacted me too. And was he was like, you know, no disrespect, but you know, I'm a skeptic with this stuff, but I have some questions because I see your posts and- um, he was very respectful question. He was like, I really, you know, I admire what, what you're doing. He didn't say admire. I don't think he was like, I like what you're doing. So can you tell me a little bit more? And I shared some stuff with him. And I said, look, I don't mind skeptics at all. I don't really care. I don't care if you're atheist. I don't care what you do. As long as you're respectful to me, I'm happy to have this conversation with you. And uh, the response was beautiful. He was like, of course, you know, I'm, I'm very respectful of anything. And we just continued to have a couple of conversations. But I thought it was fascinating that I'm starting to hit, <laughs> if this person listens to my podcast, don't take offense to this, mainstream people. So I say mainstream because um, as we all know, I'm not a unicorn riding woo-woo, um, cotton candy, puppies. I would play with puppies all day for one day, but it is exhausting. I've done that puppy type of person, but I'm a very practical, down-to-earth, grounded um, medium, okay? But I'm enjoying the fact that it's seeping out to everyone, to people, to mainstream people. And I really don't mean mainstream in any other way than um, we used to put it in categories, right? So to me, everybody is gifted no matter who they are. So all of this is going on and I'm like diving into next level living. I'm writing the product page and I'm really excited about what I'm creating in my business. 
And I'm making room and I'm making space for me to dive into the Sal podcast. That's going to be the next one. And to write more. And I'm just like, you know what I'm doing? I'm dusting off a part of myself that I put in the corner and I'm bringing her out front and center. I'm going to read you something that I wrote after writing on the Peloton this morning. Hopefully I can read it because I was using Siri without glasses and I have a Brooklyn accent and man, what Siri picks up my, when I do Siri with a Brooklyn accent, it's, you know, I'm like, what? So I'm sitting here inviting a big part of myself that I put aside because I was paying bills, paying a mortgage, running a business, um, you know, doing everything else that I thought I had to do and probably did have to do to a degree before I did me. And I'm, I knew like, la I didn't know what last fall meant when I committed to this, but I, I can tell the piece of the puzzle is coming into place now that what that meant is I meant to do me. I need to do me. And I'm really getting comfortable with it. I'm getting comfortable with who I am. So I was talking to my brother, you know, my, I, two of my brothers, they just, they don't believe in what I do. And I really don't care. I really don't care anymore. We don't communicate about it. I don't really share much. This one brother does ask me questions. He's like, how's your business going? He always asks. So this, this, it's interesting to me. And, um, I was trying to figure out when I could fly to New York. And I'm like, I was planning on flying New York. I'm like, wait a second. I can't fly that that week. My, I was going to fly the day my book was coming out. I'm like, wait, no, your book is coming out June 28th. You can't fly then. And actually, they don't know that I'm writing a book. They didn't know that. And I actually shared it with him. I hesitated. And I'm like, yeah, I shared it with him. And he's like, really? Did you pay to have it done? I'm like, no, this is a publishing deal. I got a book. So he was like, let me know when it's done, you know, and send me the link. I'm like, yeah, I ain't fucking doing that. Because I did that with my website years ago. And oh, geez. So anyway, the whole point of it is, is that I'm not hiding. And maybe I will share it with him because I'm proud of it. And he gets to believe whatever he wants to believe. I don't really care anymore. I'm not going to stop doing me anymore because of other people in my life. So this is all happening within, I don't know, maybe this is 72 hours or maybe it's a week, if that much where I'm going back to watching a show about my roots and something that is really, really um, reminding me of who I am, Brooklyn, Italian, uh, the way I was raised growing up at a time that I'm really glad I grew up in the 70s, 80s, and the 90s because we didn't have the internet. We didn't have social media bullying. We didn't have things like that. So it was just a different experience to me. And then I am really organizing my house, getting everything clean, because I know that I cannot be distracted by anything, but my creativity that is front first and foremost, and also some fun little day trips. And I'm going to be traveling a bit, checking some places out, some locations out. I texted my cousin yesterday too, who lives uh, close to a place that I want to look at. And we had this really great conversation via text and I'm excited to go see her. And I'm thinking about moving to a place that is, if I like it, that's somewhat close to her. And that's exciting. Um, and then I'm, I'm thinking about all this writing that I'm ready to do. And I'm super excited about that. And my team, my, per, my business team is shifting quite a bit and I hired a new social media person and it's, uh, they, they help me out. I do a lot of my social media. They edit the reels. They take my podcast and they'll edit my reels, but, um, I am the one who's responding to people as of now and everything. So I'm just excited about where I'm going. And I still don't know exactly where that is. 
All I know is that I'm in the moment, I'm in the journey. So here's another part of the story. So part of what I do, right? So I, I'm like, I struggle with finding a title for myself because yes, I'm a psychic medium, but a lot of people expect mediums to just be people that talk to dead people. I don't just do that. Matter of fact, I close that door and I open the door again. And you can hear all about that in the episode that says the story I never wanted to tell. Um, and then I don't really do readings anymore because I don't want people coming to me asking me, is this the career I should be in? Or is this the job I should take? Or is this the relationship I should be in? I want people answering that for themselves. I don't want to be the person who tells you, no, don't do that. Or yes, do this. I, I used to do it in readings and it, people would be like, thank you. I remember one woman who was engaged and about to get married that weekend. And I told her no. And she was like, oh, you're right. How do I get out of it now? I'm like, it was like, I think the wedding was like two or three weeks away and she didn't end up marrying him. I remember her coming back and saying she didn't marry him and it was the best decision she made. But I don't want to friggin' make those decisions for you. I don't care how connected I am and I am friggin' connected and we all are and I have the access, but I don't want to do that anymore. So I do readings in Membership for Your Soul. I do private readings. I do um, um, group readings. And then I do coaching in LLL because my coaching is my intuitive and all that kind of work. And a lot of my students are readers. They, they have their own businesses. And they do circles in there. They do practice circles. They run practice circles. They run bonuses. They run uh, bonus readings. They'll go on and do readings. And it's just starting to get clear to me that... Um, there, there might be a shift that's happening here. There might need to be a shift, a really good one. We're bringing in accountability pods and membership where they're going to be, I think it's, I don't know if it's weekly or monthly where they get together and they do the goals and they'll go through the, what lessons they're going to do. And it's very simple, very easy, this great accountability stuff. So there are a lot of live components in that that are phenomenal. And so I'm shifting membership too. I'm going to be shifting membership for your soul. I'm going to be shifting pod parties, but I didn't know all of this. And one of my students who's in Next Level Living wrote me an email. And at first I was like, what the fuck, bitch? No, I really wasn't. She's so sweet. And she's like, I send this with love, but this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But at first I read it and I was like, hmm. And then, because she, she was under the impression that I didn't like to read anymore. And I said, no, I love reading. I actually do love reading. What I don't love is when the person continues to come to me with the same question and asks me for a reading. That gets on my nerves. It does. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, yo, I already gave you this advice. I gave it to you again. I gave it to you again. Make a change. So she wrote me this beautiful email with respect and everything and just shared what she was seeing and what she felt. And I wrote her an email back explaining things. And we also had some just discussion we had to have about um, the program that she's in. And then um, I walked out after I wrote that email and okay, so I do have more of this story. I didn't even realize. So when you think synchronicity is happening like all at once, it happens in the moments when you finally take a moment, you sit down, you tell yourself the story and what's been going on or journal it or tell it to your guides. And then you start connecting the dots and you're like, oh fuck, man, that was so cool. That's synchronicity. So you're kind of experiencing a bit of it right now. And I'm giving it to you at a sequence, but I think that's okay. So that, that happened, that email was on Thursday because I was writing the products page for Next Level Living, which I'm getting super excited. We already have like 17 people in there, but I'm getting really excited. And this is my program now, the next program. And um, 
I got that email and I responded to it. And then I was like, I need to go for a walk. I need to take a break. Cause I think I did four hours on the product page. Cause that's what I do. I take chunks of time and I write and I'm taking the dogs into the forest. And there's a particular forest where we all know I see the owl. And I've been going through this. It's, it's a pretty short path. It's up these stairs and everything like that. And whenever I walk this path, I'm never on the phone. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. That's it. It's very rare. But I won't be leaving a Voxer for someone. Um, I won't be looking on anything. I usually stay focused on the path because I want to see the owl. And I'd been walking this path a little bit recently, asking to see the owl and asking the owl some questions. And uh, so this particular day I was in that, I didn't know which path I was going to take. And I was like, let me just go that path because I'm tired. I'm grouchy. I got a lot of work to do. And in my head, I'm like, what do I need to do with membership? What do I need to do with membership? What am I doing with my programs? What am I doing with this? You know, and I'm all kind of like muddled up and confused and thinking about the email I just got and where, where am I at? And is there truth and what's going on? And so I'm in the that part of the forest and I'm just in my head and I'm leaving a message for Dustin. And there's an interview with Dustin on this podcast and Dustin and I are friends and we leave voxers for each other, which is like leaving messages for each other. And I'm like sitting there and I'm telling him everything and I'm like just spewing, you know, I'm throwing up basically in the, the boxer like da, 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 da. and I'm walking and I'm walking and I'm walking and I stop by these stairs and I'm just stopping there because I just not done with the message and I want to get this message out and I'm confused and I don't know what to do. And I hear like this dog barking and I'm like, I got my dogs with me and I'm like looking around because, you know, I don't want any willy nilly off leash dogs coming near me. And I'm looking around. I'm like, what, what is that? What is that? What is that? And I look in front of me and what, what do you think it is? guess the owl the owl was about 50 feet in front of me and i and it all of a sudden i heard whoo whoo that wasn't the first sound i heard and i said to dustin on the message it, dustin wasn't talking to me i was leaving a message and i'm like oh my goodness it's the owl i gotta go and in that moment i sat down with uh the dogs and i talked to the owl and i was like giving the owl everything and I was hearing what I needed to do, like release things and let go and what I needed to do, but it still wasn't 100% clear, but I knew it would be. And I was like, this is amazing. And I took a video of myself because I just wanted to document it. And, um, and then I left that hike. And then the next morning, everything dropped in. Everything that I needed to do dropped in. And at the same time as everything dropping in, like do this with membership for your soul, do this with next level living, do this with hire this social media person. Cause it was like three different people do this, do that. Like every single thing clear as day. And I was like, Holy moly. And I was, you know, that feeling when everything comes together and you're so excited and you're inspired and you, it's like, Oh my goodness. And this is, this is, and I left a message for Dustin. Oh no, Dustin, this is what happened. Before that happened, he left me a message. Now I left him like a 10 minute message. And that morning, Friday morning, I went out for a walk and he left me a message and he said, I got your message. I'm going to give you this answer succinctly. And he gave me a minute and a half answer and it was perfect. And then everything dropped in. So Dustin was actually the impetus for that too as well. He goes, oh, and by the way, owls are my favorite animals. I don't know what they mean, but I love owls. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is insane. So then everything dropped in and I was really excited. And I'm like, okay, I got it. I know what I have to do. And it just was really good. And then I went into the weekend of the cleaning and stuff. The reason why I share, and I still have a part of the story I want to share. The reason why I share all of this with you is because we don't always know 
we don't know the end result. We don't know what the changes are always going to be. We don't know what the, how they're going to show up or what they're going to look like. But when you're living in the moment and you're in communication with the universe and your guides and you're in communication with your soul, it comes together. And it comes together in ways that you can't possibly imagine because you don't yet have the information in your being, in your physical being through living life to understand what the solution is. If I have to go through all those different things to happen, and there's more that happened in order for all that solution to come together, but I also have to be open to the universe, owl, sign of the owl, right? Open to certain people that can see and hear me, right? Dustin was great for this. It was so, so wonderful. Open to receiving feedback from people. Even if I don't like it at the beginning, I'm like, what, what is that feedback? What is she saying? You know? And then I had to read it again. I'm like, oh, no, no, this is fine. Um, open to my heart and soul open to my desires. What do I desire? Because what I desire is driving this friggin' train and everybody's trying to help me out. And you got to remain open to the moment, not the past, not the future in the moment. What is happening right now? And then you have to pay attention to all the, the tricks and the techniques and the the television shows and the conversations and the book and the customer at the store, all of that plays into this. It's a friggin' orchestrated symphony that's your own personal symphony, your own personal like musical that's happening. So it's really amazing what happens. And I noticed yesterday after I did the upstairs and I just, like I said, have the office left and it's like, ah, everything's singing. And I was so dedicated to this this month. And I recognized that I was like, oh my goodness, I could feel that shift happening inside of me. And I feel ready for that next thing. And for me, the, the next thing is not only getting these um, next level living going even more, uh, membership is going to take on a different shape and it's going to have accountability pods and more live portions so that the community stays in it for so long because they love each other so much. And I want to grow it. I want to bring more people in. And we have more people coming in through the trial. Um, which is marilynaloria.com forward slash trial, and you can go check it out. Um, bringing all those pieces together, but also I'm, I'm giving myself a lot of freedom in my schedule to do what I want to do, which is right. Now I want to tell you one other thing before I read the thing, if I can read it. About a week and a half ago, I was in my bed and I went into the past. So I can... I'm sure a lot of us can do this. We can time travel, right? And I can go places. And I've been thinking a lot about my mother, which is very difficult for me because she has Alzheimer's. And if you've ever experienced somebody who has Alzheimer's, it is a very slow death. It's actually horrible. Somebody described it. I think it was Mike Myers who described it. Um, I heard it on Smartless, the podcast. And his father went through it. And the way he described it, I was like, oh, yes, that's exactly it. And I've been grieving her over a period of time. And so this particular night, I went back in time and I was with her in her full state. And I was a really troubled kid, you know, even in my, you know, I just gave her a really, really hard time. And back in this period, I was, it was my early 20s. I think I was around 21 or 19. 19 was a crucial time in my life. I got thrown out of my house. I was on a lot of drugs. There was a lot going on. But I was going away to school. There was a lot going on. Um, so I went back, I believe it was like around 2021. It was. And 
I knew everything I knew today, but I was back there then. And I was put with my, I was with my mom and I was having this great experience with her and I was spending time with her because you have a different consciousness of your mother, right? Like you want to be with them. And I was like, okay, what do I want to do? Because I can do anything I want now. I could go to the path of MTV, which is what I did. I could go to acting, which is what I did after production. Now I'm 21. I know what I know. If I wanted to be an actress, I can be an actress. And you know what I chose? I wanted to write. And I'm telling you, this was a visceral experience. I felt it. This wasn't my mind going, oh, make a decision. This was my whole being in this moment in time. And I was like, well, you know, I could go to, I studied with Wynn Hanman he's, and Suzanne Shepard, like incredible acting coaches in New York. And I was like, well, I could do that. I have the consciousness now. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to act. I want to write. I want to go to graduate school and get a master's in writing while I can continue to write, or I'm just going to go write. And it was really a fascinating experience for me because I felt it in my being and I knew. So now I've created all this space for that. And that, and when I bought this house, I was just thinking about this recently um, because you, I wrote the owners a letter. It was a very tough market to get into, right? So I wrote the owners a letter and I told the owner in my letter, and I don't remember everything I wrote, and the only reason why I remember this part is because I'll tell you why. But I wrote in my letter, I can't wait to write my book on that deck or looking out at those trees. And really it was a blip on my head because I was moving up here to get away, get out of LA, to get into better weather, to get near the trees. But I wrote that as a blip because it was something I wanted to do, but it wasn't like the first forefront. And when I moved up here, all the neighbors seemed to know that part. And it was weird to me because they were all like, oh, you're a writer. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not a writer. Oh, you're an author. No, I'm not an author. And of course they Googled me and found out what I did. And then they knew that too, which was fine. They're very, very nice neighbors. But it was like, they all kept telling me, oh, you're going to write a book. And even my um, realtor, who I'm still friendly with, she was like, she said it to me not too long ago. I can't remember. She's like, you're, oh no, it was when I started writing a lot of social media posts and uh, my personal Facebook page. Um, gets a lot of interaction because of the posts that I write. And um, she's like, man, so many people interact. Like you really are writing in that house. This was before the book was on my radar. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And she's like, you said you were going to move to that house and write a book. I'm like, everybody was just throwing it in my face. And then Ariel from Sacred Stories Publishing was the one who came up to me and said, do you want to write a book? And I was like, well, do I have to pay for it? I was like, those were my questions. And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. And because um, you sometimes will get like texts from people like, we are going to publish your book. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, yeah, right. How much, you know, you're asking me to pay something. Go to hell. Anyway, um, so Ariel was the one who, I can't believe I just said that. Forgive me, God. Anyway, so Ariel is the one who approached me. And you, so here I am. And I was thinking about that letter. And I was like, oh my goodness, I wrote my book. It's coming out next month. And I'm getting ready to write more. And it feels really good. So the other thing I've been discovering about myself is relationships with people, right? So in Marin, I have a, ten a big tennis group that I play with. And I really do like all the people I play with. We have a great time. I'm a gatherer of people. So they'll even say, you know, I was talking to one of my tennis friends yesterday. And he's like, I was talking about possibly putting a team together down the line because we're both really good at organizing things. 
And um, we put together these uh, really fun drop-ins during, we're going to put one for Memorial Day. We did it for Christmas, for New Year's Eve, and we just get people together and we have a really good time and really great people. We have a lot of fun. And uh, he was like, well, we were talking about something. I can't remember what, he's, what we were talking about. And he said, well, you know, I feel like, I, feel, I always feel like I'm going to include you because you were the one who brought me into all these people. And I've heard that from a few people because I, I connect people. Now, I'm not the only one who did it. There's this guy who created this Google group of tennis people. He's amazing. And there's like a, that's where I met all these people. So he's really the one who did it. But I do have ability of bringing people together. It's what I do at my communities with Next Level Living and Membership. I do have this ability. I do it with peer-to-peer -peer masterminds, blah, 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 all that stuff. I can't remember why I was telling you all this. I have to remember. See, those friggin' tangents slip in. Anyway, the reason why I was telling you that is because I've been looking at my relationships with people and how I show up in each relation, how I show up in these different groups of relationships. Like everybody in tennis knows what I do, but I don't talk about it and I don't want to talk about it. I, it's just not comfortable to me. It's not. Matter of fact, sometimes if I do talk about it, there's a glazing over. <laughs> I was at a tennis game. And I love that I'm on a tennis team right now. We're coming to the end of it, but really nice people and the captain's sweet and everything. And I was like, you know, I, I, I don't have any more games I can play because this book, I have a lot to do with it. And they all knew I was writing a book. And um, this one woman who didn't know and doesn't really know me, she said, what are you writing a book on? And I said, guide. She's like, oh my goodness, I want to get that. Whereas other people, when I explain what it is, they can kind of glaze over it. There's, I don't have any problem with that. There's nothing wrong with that. We all have different belief systems. I don't really care what people believe. So... I am noticing my relationship with different people and I've been listening to a lot of music lately, which is unusual. I love music. Obviously I worked for MTV. I love music, but I go through periods of time where I don't listen to it. And then when I go through periods of time that I do listen to it. And when I listen to music, it's pretty big for me that I write by music, music songs create or, or writing creations for me. It just makes me write. So I'm going to try to read you this thing that I wrote this morning, and I'm not sure what it's going to sound like because one, Siri, blame it on her, bitch. And the other part is, is that it was kind of coming through me. It started coming through when I was on the bike and, um, I was then in a yoga, <laughs> I was in pigeon and it started coming through more and I knew I wouldn't remember it. So I took out my phone. And I hit notes and Siri and I started doing it that way. I could have recorded it too. And then you could always transcribe it. Um, I was recently doing a pod party and this woman was like, I get a lot of my, matter of fact, she'll probably, hopefully she's listening to this. She's like, I get a lot of my meditations when I'm doing yoga, but not when I'm sitting still. I'm like, then freaking do yoga and meditate. You don't need to be sitting still. So I wrote, lately I've been discovering or possibly rediscovering a new me. She was there in the corners. I want... And see, this is where I sit. So, so Siri, fucking Siri. I want to graduate at high school. Okay, so I'm just going to have to rewrite this. Hold on. Okay, before I read this, I have one more story. I had to go back and look at it a bit. Next time, I will just record it in real time and then edit that into this podcast. Because Siri and I, man, woof, we aren't friends. But before I read this to you, I want to share one other story that happened actually right before this podcast. So, for my book, um, I'm asking people for endorsements and I've asked people that were big asks for me. And one person in particular, actually, I worked at with M at MTV and um, they're really great people. They have a really cool production company and they do incredible shows and they are just, I really respect them and they have a beautiful relationship. There's a lot about them. I just, 
whenever I read their post, I'm just truly touched by their, the way they're living their life and the way they're producing TV and all of that they're doing. And something got in me to contact one of the producers, one of the owners of this company and ask them to read my book and endorse it. And so I sent a message saying, can I send you an email? And they'd be like, definitely send me an email. No problem. Here's my email. And I did a little video, a quick little video, just asking, and I sent the video email and I never heard. And then a couple of days later, I was like, oh my goodness, I think it was like, I don't know, maybe four or five days later. And I said in Messenger that I sent the email, but these people are really busy. And I was like, you know, maybe I just let it go. You know, they're really busy and I don't know if I should do this. And I, something inside of me was like, no, ask again. You count. It's it's okay. I wouldn't care if they said no. It's not a big deal because I don't hold attachment to any of that. Anybody I asked for an endorsement, um, it didn't matter to me because people are busy. So I'm totally fine with the answer. It was more about me asking. That was, I was struggling with like, you know, that worth, that, that part of you that you, the part of me that I struggle with lack of worth. I'm not going to project that onto you guys. And I was like, no, send it. So I sent another email and said, did you get this? And that's my stomach. It's hungry saying, Hey, I'm hungry. Um, I don't know if you, the mic picked that up, but just in case it did. Anyway, um, so I sent another email and I said, just in case you didn't get this. And I still didn't hear anything. And I was like, oh, just let it go. You know, these people are busy. And something inside of me was like, no, message them. Tell them that you're sending an email and they're not responding. You haven't heard from them. So I messaged them and the person got back to me right away and said, I didn't get anything. I just checked spam and everything. Can you send it again? And that was on Friday. And I was really busy this weekend, so I didn't have a chance to do it. And probably my energy wasn't aligned. I was going to do it no matter what. I wasn't angry or anything. I was just struggling with myself about asking. So this morning, I sent it again. And I sent a message through Facebook. And I said, look, if you don't get it through email, I could just send it through Facebook too. And within minutes, I went back to my email. And I still haven't responded to it. And the person said, of course, I'll endorse this. Send it over to me. And it's moments like that, like I, whatever, oh my goodness, just like get off your ass and just do it. Because like I said, I wouldn't have been upset if the person said no. I even said that in email. I said, I understand how busy you are. It's totally fine. And we just have to take risks. We have to take chance. You have to move forward. You have to do the thing. Don't be afraid of no's. There's nothing wrong with no's, you know? No's just mean, yo's to, no's to me are yeses in disguise. It just means you're supposed to go down another road. That's what Spirit said to me a long time ago. And I got a no. They was like, that, that you're, no, you're worried about that? No, that no is just a yes in disguise. Go find something else. Go find another way. Go think about it again. Go back to the person. Do what you have to do. And it's not a pushy thing like, do this for me. It's usually like, okay, what do I need to do? So I wanted to share that with you. Okay, so I'm going to read this to you now. And uh, of course, it's here's my disclaimer, though I don't need to do this. It's never going to be grammatically correct when I speak. Bottom line. Okay. Lately, I've been discovering or possibly rediscovering a new me. She was there in the corners, the one who graduated high school and got kicked out of bars, the one that drank a lot and laughed, the one who worked for MTV, the one who went on to NBC and discovered her truth and decided to act and took the journey and through that journey discovered who she truly was. I'm starting to see her again. She's emerging, all parts of me, showing up in the corners of my life and sometimes front and center, then retreating back again because she wonders, will she be accepted when she comes all together and becomes one? 
I reach out to people from my past. I try to show them a glimmer, but it doesn't work. Some hear it, some don't. And then I wonder, what am I doing wrong? Am I denying her if I don't bring her forward? Or am I honoring her because she's not seen or heard? Then I talk to people further down in my timeline, people who knew me at MTV. And for some reason, they see me as who I am today. It confuses me because who I am today is completely different than who I was back then. Then why do they see me? Then someone from MTV told me once, you were always honest when I worked with you. Why wouldn't I believe you now? And further down the timeline, I have other people I've gathered through my life, always connecting, always discovering new relationships. And when I talk to them, I try to show myself, but I retreat. And then when I do show myself, they listen, always understanding. And now I find myself in a new place, a new way of being, and see me. And I'm deciding. I can't retreat any longer, but I don't know what that means. All I know is that all the stories inside of me, all the creativity, all this music, it has to come out. So I make way for myself to bring her out. I started cleaning the clutter lately, organizing my house, getting rid of things I no longer need. I find myself breathing easier because it's all gone. I don't need those things. I don't need to shove things in drawers anymore, in closets. I can open them up. I literally walk around the house now, opening up drawers and making sounds of angels. It's pretty cool. Now I'm getting ready to step into the next part, the creative part, the part that's been yearning to come forward. I can't wait to let her out. I was thinking as I was listening to music that brought me back to a time in my high school days when I was surrounded by women who truly supported me. Friends, loyal friends. We laughed, we cried together, we held each other. We got into a lot of trouble together too. And I think about them today because I care about them. There's a group of them that show up in my dreams at very specific times in my life. They're always sitting somewhere around the table or at a party, all together, still laughing, having fun. And I come upon them and I can feel what I remember, what we were like back then, and I miss it. And I want to just sit down at the table with them. And I want to be with them. But will they be with me? I don't know. I don't know if they could see me today. I don't know if they would accept me for who I am today. I think they would. Even though they don't understand, and maybe not all of them, but there are a few key players that I feel could understand me. Then I keep traveling and I think about other friends. Can they see me for who I am today? Can they love me for who I am today? My friends of yesterday, could they see me for who I am today? Or do I scare them? My friends of today, would they be able to see me, the me from yesterday? The one who was ornery and angry and trouble? Or would I scare them? I don't know. All I know how to do these days is to be me. So I leave you with all of that. And I hope that there's some piece of this that resonates with you and, and excites you and incites you and lights up that passion inside your soul for you to fully be you. Because we can't be anything else but be us. Be you today. Be you today. Be you every day. And allow spirit and your guides and your gifts and whatever you believe in in the universe, allow all of it to support you in being you. All right, everyone, thank you so much. And I look forward to talking to you next time.